I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Have you ever wanted to learn the secret of happiness? Many people talk about it, but I know of only one person who said that he has learned the secret of happiness. That's the Apostle Paul. I decided to learn that secret of happiness as well by going on a 30-day spiritual campaign to imitate Paul's example. Find out what I've learned so far on this episode of the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no-regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Hey, the CLIMB Conference is coming up November 30th through December 3rd in Dallas, Texas. Really hoping hoping that you're going to go. It's going to be a great time. We've got people coming from around the world. We've got amazing speakers. We've got a great, great venue that we're going to be meeting at. You definitely want to be there. And so I want to encourage you to take the time, put it in your budget, and book book those flights and let's go. It's going to be a, a great, great time. We've got over 100 people signed up already, which is awesome. It's like six months out. I'm praying for over 400 people at this conference. We started in Eau Claire, Eau Claire Wisconsin in 2019. We had like a little over 100 people, I think 125 people at that conference, which was awesome. It was a great time. And then it doubled to like 200 last year or two years ago in 2021. I'm praying for 400. We've got amazing, just top-notch speakers, amazing church leaders. We've got so many people that are going to help you on so many different levels. So please, please, please go to robskinner.com and sign up for the CLIMB conference. The Secret of Happiness. I've learned to be happy with whatever I have. I know how to get along with little and how to live when I have much. I have learned the secret of being happy at all times. If I am full of food and have all I need, I am happy. If I am hungry and need more, I am happy. I can do all things because Christ gives me the strength. Philippians 4, 11-13, New Living Version Ever since I was a new Christian, I have wanted to imitate the life of Paul. He was a church planter and builder, a writer, a preacher. He's someone who knew God and God's grace deeply and personally, and he was a man of action and intensity. Now, I don't anticipate meeting Jesus on the road somewhere like Paul did, but Paul did say, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And so this summer, I've decided to start working on imitating Paul in a few specific areas. Number one, I want to learn the secret of happiness at all times. It's clearly something that Paul learned. He said, I learned it. Now, Paul could be happy while writing from prison. And so I'm determined that I will learn the secret of how to be happy at all times and all circumstances. I want to find my joy and strength in Christ. Philippians 4, 11 through 13 talks about that. I want to have that attitude that's content, joyful, happy, no matter what's going on around me. I want to be a person who's consistently happy at all times, no matter my circumstances. And Paul was a a man who found happiness in the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ. 
I want to do the things I did at first and restore my first love for God. I want to feel as close to God as much or more than I've ever felt before. And I, I just have felt recently like, hey, I want to take my relationship with God higher. I want to feel close to God. I don't want to just be a religious person. I don't want to just go through the motions. I want to know God and I want to feel close to him. So that was that was one reason. I just I want to learn that secret. Secondly, I want to gain control over my body, run to win, and beat my body. In 1 Corinthians 9.27, the New Living Translation says, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. And he goes on to the next chapter, and he talks about the history of Israel, how a lot of people started leaving Egypt But most of the people ended up scattered. Their bodies were scattered in the desert. They didn't make it for various reasons because they didn't stay disciplined. They kind of let themselves go. And, you know, I've noticed it's it's sad, but I've seen a lot of friends and people just drift away spiritually. And I I, want to make it. I want to get to heaven and I want to do as much as I can for God while I'm while I'm going. I I don't want to drift away spiritually. I don't want to walk away from God. I don't want to end up in nowhere land spiritually. And I think there's two, there are two areas I want to grow in particularly that, that made me think about this. One, spiritual focus and purity. I want my mind dedicated to Christ and not diverted or distracted down paths that I regret. Now, I want to decide to put spiritual blinders on and reset, have a hard repentance and really dig deeper spiritually just to say no towards sexual temptation, towards any kind of temptation that's coming in there, and just have a spiritual focus and purity. Secondly, so not just a spiritual level, but I want to have control of my physical appetite. As I get older, I found it, I found it more difficult to lose and keep weight off. About four years ago, I went on a vacation to Italy with my kids. I ate pizza and carbonara for about two weeks straight, and I've never been able to get back to my original weight before I left for that vacation. Now, I'd always make exceptions and reasons why I couldn't do it when it was a birthday party. Oh, we got a ministry event. Oh, vacation, you know. Oh, well, the restaurant, it's, it's tough to have the right portions. I don't want to be a downer, you know. I'm just going to eat what's put before me. But I'd always make excuses. And I just decided it's time to beat my body and make it my slave. I just had to have a little be honest moment and say, listen, Rob, you, you haven't been willing to pay the price and do what it takes. And that's something that Paul had. He said, I beat my body. I make it my slave. And I just decide, okay, that's a quality that I need to imitate. I don't want either my physical or my sensual appetite running my life. I want the spirit to rule in my life and mind. So these are the things that prompted me to do this campaign. And number three, I'm just determined to pray for the people and goals that matter to me. There's some things that are going on that are really, really important to me. First of all, I've been talking about it, but I'm praying to plant a successful mission team this fall and to raise $100,000 or more and hire a great, great couple to lead it. So that's really important. Two, I'm praying for my kids to grow spiritually and to marry strong disciples. That's really important to me. I'm praying for an amazing climb conference for the small church leadership conference to be really, really helpful and successful and really help tons and tons of people that come. And I'm just praying that God will work to 
inspire the kingdom and, and spark growth no matter where we're at. And I'm also in the middle of writing a third book, and I want that to be good and helpful. And I'm determined to get down to my target weight and stay there and to really go after it. And I, with the church, I'm praying for 23 baptisms in our church in 2023. We've had eight so far, and I want to see 28 so or 23. So that's what I'm praying, praying about. So these are the things that are driving me to go, okay, I want a campaign. Now, I talked about having a campaign last episode. So here's a real practical example of how I felt like some different things came together. One, I just was feeling like, hey, Rob, you've, you're kind of, you're not really being as hardline as you need to be in areas of, you know, your personal life. You really need to raise the bar. You need to step up because there's a lot of stuff that's going on that's really important. You need to be at your very best. And so I just designed a 30-day campaign. And what that is, is first of all, I've got some things that I'm eliminating or restricting for, for 30 days. First thing is a hard fast, zero calories for at least three days. So I started it off, and the first day of my campaign was uh, Monday, June 19th. And so for three days, I just fasted. You know, just, just water. I allowed myself coffee, but no cream or anything like that, just just coffee, just for the energy, just to keep going so I wouldn't completely collapse. And then 1,200 calories or less for 30 days straight. So I just wanted to just restrict the calories. I wanted to be able to function. I didn't want to collapse and just lie in my bed all day, but I just a restrictive cal, you know, calories to, to kind of uh, replicate what Paul would go through in prison where he's just not getting the food he needed. No TV or reels for 30 days. You know those reels like in Instagram, YouTube, the shorts? Those things are so addictive. I mean, it just it's crazy. I'll, I'll look at like, you know, motorcycle ones. or There's just, I mean, it, it, they're so addictive. I just said, listen, stop. No TV. So just cut out the temptations there for anything like that. Then no alcohol for 30 days at all. And then here's, here's one. Abstain from romance with my wife for the first seven days. Okay, there's one. Just say, hey, no, no sexual relations for the first first seven days of that. So those are some of the restrictions I set for myself for 30 days. But the things I'm allowing myself, I'm hoping to pursue prayer, meditation, of course, Bible study, visualization, affirmation, reading nonfiction. Okay, I'm not allowing myself to read fiction books because I know myself. I'm, I'm, uh, my heart's deceitful, you know, just like Jeremiah says. If I'm not watching TV, I'll go get something really interesting in the fiction category and spend my spend my evenings <laughs> reading something that's uh, probably not that great. So just only reading, I can read nonfiction books. Exercise, stretching, worship music, playing guitar, writing. These are things that I'm allowing myself. And then, of course, sleep. That's a, that's a pleasure right there. And so that's, that's my plan. And so the plan is week one, I'm going to do three days. I did three days of a hard fast or zero calories, like I mentioned. Then the second three days, day four through six, was three days of only oatmeal, milk, and berries, okay, totaling less than 1,200 calories. And then the seventh day was one day of just rice and beans only. So I wanted to just, like Paul said, I want to be content with whether well-fed or hungry, and just having very plain food. And the Stoics talk a lot about that, just saying, hey, cut back your, your food to very plain, simple food and just see how you do there. And after the first week there, I'm just 
allowing myself healthy food has to be under 1,200 calories a day. And so I've done that for a little over two weeks now. So one of the things I think about, and I've read you know a ton. I, what you see there with Paul in his writing, he says, whether well-fed or hungry, I've learned to be content no matter the situation. It's interesting he brings up food because food affects your mood so much. And if you've ever read anything by Gandhi, Gandhi wrote a book that was very influential in my life called my, my search for truth. I think it's experiments with truth. And it's a, it's an autobiography, but what's interesting as you read about Gandhi's life is how much he talks about diet. I mean, this guy was just fixated on it. I mean, he talks a lot about, he talks about his, you know, not drinking. He talks about not eating meat. I think he's a vegetarian and, you know, it was a big deal for him, whether he was going to drink goat's milk or not. Finally, he had had to for health reasons just to get enough protein, but he's constantly working on and, and tinkering with his diet because he realized there's a connection between your body and your spiritual life. Now he wasn't a Christian. That's obvious, but he, he was a spiritual man and had a huge impact. And he, he imitated Jesus in the, um, sermon on the Mount sermon on the Mount was super influential for him. But when you read the writings of, of Gandhi, you realize this guy understood the connection between food and doing well spiritually. And so that's why I just decided, okay, there's a, there's a connection here. Rob, you need to really grow and you need to kind of combine these areas and grow and learn the secret of happiness, just like Paul did in a very restrictive environment. Now, I'm not going to go to jail, hopefully, you know, cross my fingers and I don't want to, but I want to try to replicate that environment where I'm in a restricted eating situation and it causes me to focus on other areas rather than just running to entertainment or to food or to temptation or anything else that would would bring me pleasure. I want to find my pleasure in God. So I've kind of put my blinders on spiritually. So I'm just going to read some of the results I've found so far. These are excerpts from my journal. So Thursday, June 22nd, okay, I wrote this. I, I just finished three days of hard fasting, water and coffee only. I feel good, although I experienced light sleeping, dreams of food, weakness, fatigue. I took naps during the day and was tired. I went to bed at around 9.30 and woke up naturally at 6. I prayed to be giving last night at the midweek service. Okay, that was the third day of the fast. And I was able to do it without being cranky. I led the discussion. So I started on a Monday. And I started the the program, I was 207 pounds. I'm six foot one. I think that's 185 centimeters and 207. I'm just like, okay, I just don't want to be over 200 pounds. I got to lose this. This is not right. And so uh, it just started there three days. Then I said, now I'm going to go into three days decompression with 1200 calories a day of oatmeal, fruit, and milk. Oatmeal's comfort food, and it, I hope it works as planned. I pre-cooked the food, two cups of Quaker oats, two cups of mixed frozen berries, and I'll use three cups of milk. That should keep me under 1,200 calories a day. So basically, I would just cook a pot of oatmeal with frozen berries in it and just set it on my, it just basically stayed on my oven all day or my or in my range, and I would just serve it out to myself morning, noon, and night. And so that's what I did <clears throat> for the first or the, the fourth, fifth, and sixth day. So I wrote this on Saturday, June 4th, day six of the happiness challenge. Here's what I'm feeling. Peace of mind, not craving more food continually. 
I wrote, I was able to sit through a dinner with Pam and um, a couple were discipling at the Longhorn Steakhouse and look with indifference on the food that they were eating. I had eaten before and I knew I would eat, eat after. Uh, next thing, freedom from sexual desires. Temptation has diminished significantly. Next, I don't feel as anxious about the work I'm supposed to be doing. I don't feel, I don't have that feeling like I should be doing something else all the time. The one pot meal plan works great. I have a limit. Know that there's food waiting for me there when I need it. I had energy yesterday to jog a 5K. I feel like my relationship with Pam is going well and it's easy going. I've had good, some good insights into God's compassion and loving thoughts towards others have floated to my mind and I've texted people that I was thinking about them. I've lost 10 pounds after the hard fast and have done a very mild bounce of a little less than a pound after switching over to a 1,200-calorie diet. In the past, I would jump up three to four pounds the day after a fast was over. After my last hard fast last year, I was inspired by Sean Wooten. He was, he's always going on fast. He like fast for a year at a time, seems like. But I, I did like a seven-day fast in 2022 in January. I, I wrote that I regained all of my weight back within one week. So I didn't want that to happen this time, so I just decided, okay, I'm going to transition from a hard fast into a limited limited calorie diet. And I wrote, I feel like I've got my appetite throttled and won't allow a rebound effect. So that was really awesome. And I wrote, the oatmeal diet is fine. I don't get tired of it. Okay, Monday, June 26th. So this is a day into it, a week into it. So I went from 207 to 198 pounds. Finished a whole week of my Secret of Happiness campaign. Feel repulsed by evil. I was turned off by TV. I was at the gym. They had the TVs going. There's a documentary on a serial killer. And I was just like, in the past, it'd be kind of like fascinated, interested. I was just totally stomach turned. That was kind of interesting. Just turned off by evil. I've been spending more time reading and listening to the Bible, struggling with feeling bored at night, craving distraction and entertainment. Okay. I want to go watch TV really bad. I <laughs> just you just realize what a habit it is. Like, okay, let's just go watch TV. So, but I can't do it. I just decided I'm not going to do that. I plateaued at 198. I dropped about 10 pounds and then crept up to 198 this morning in spite of sticking to my 1200 calorie plan. Now I wrote I'm tempted to let it go and just binge. Now's the time in the past when I've gone and just binged and gone back to my former weight. I need extra determination and strength from God. I've abstained for one week from romantic relationships with Pam. I met with Cole, who I disciple three times or more. We went to staff meeting, prayer walk. We worked out together, went to worship practice together. So spending good time there. I wrote 10,000 words for my book, my third book. Worked out at least three times. Great, great talks with Pam. Kept in touch with my kids. Stayed on top of my finances. I started practicing guitar again and performed on Sunday with a worship team. That was fun. Prayed and meditated every day. Stayed away from TV during the week for a whole week. No alcohol. And I held a mission team meeting with 12 people on the call. That was awesome. That was super encouraging. And just wrote, establish control over my appetite for food. Feels good to be in control, not a slave to my appetite. Okay, Thursday, June 29th. Just finished day 10 of my Secret of Happiness Challenge. I'm happy about a few things. I feel emotionally more stable. I've been able to con gain control of my cravings towards food, and I've been eating healthier and eliminating bad habits like eating late at night. That just doesn't happen now. Eating desserts and candy, binging, 
eating at church-sponsored events and overeating there. That, that was the worst. I would just go there and say, I'm not going to eat too much there. And I would just break down immediately and just plow into all the food there. But what are the challenges? I plateaued my weight. In spite of a week of sub-1,200 calorie days, I have not gone below my first three-day weight drop to 196.8 after fasting. I dropped fast with fasting and then have been hovering between 196 and 198. Okay, so, you know, I lost a lot, but then, you know, it didn't come back, but basically it didn't keep dropping dramatically. So Sunday, July 2nd, 2023. Here's the good stuff since I started the happiness project. I've lost almost 12 pounds. I've lost two and a half inches around my waist. I feel in control of my eating. I don't feel hopeless when I go to dinner at a restaurant or to a church dinner event. Past just kind of like, oh, I can't help it. I don't feel like I have to make constant exceptions or make excuses with people. I do feel more tired than normal. I've written 14,000 words in, in two, two weeks. I've had great Bible studies with people. I've spent good time with people I'm discipling. I've had good appointments with the core leaders. My purity's grown. My mindset's stronger. And I've noticed how distractible my mind is. I've just really realized. I've been reading a book called Deep Work by Cal Newport, and I totally recommend it. And he just talks about how if you want to get anything of, of serious import done, you've got to control your mind. And one of the biggest dangers is the phone and the Internet. And just, you know, this is... Not new, but it was really, really helpful because through this whole thing, I realized how much I'm addicted to just looking internet, phone, TV, whatever, and I just go, okay, I got to get control of that. So that was helpful. Okay, 4th of July, Independence Day. I wrote, I'm two weeks into my Secret of Happiness program and have lost nearly 12 pounds. Very happy about that and also about the steadiness in my relationship with God. I feel fewer temptations an absence of emotional ups and downs, steadiness spiritually, a greater power to say no, and a greater patience when tempted. So I do, definitely do feel that, but I, I did get a little impatient. There was a couple in front of us at a fast food restaurant that um, my kids wanted to order some fast food, and I was feeling very impatient about that. Okay, Thursday, July 6th. Okay, that brings me today while I'm recording this. I'm really gaining traction on my plan. I'm down to 193.8. I've stuck with my plan. So I've lost, let's see, what is that? About 13 pounds. And so I've stuck with my plan and I've lost 13 pounds and I'm gaining control over my appetite for food, sexual appetite, and mental focus and distractibility. So now I'm more than halfway through my campaign. So pray for me. And I'll let you know how it goes with another episode after I've finished learning the secret of happiness. If you have any questions, go ahead and email me at rob at robskinner.com. I just wish you all the best. I hope this summer is an amazing time for you to grow spiritually. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Here's how you can help support the program. First, hit the subscribe button and let your friends know about the program. Secondly, read and review one of my books. You can find them on Amazon, either How to Plant and Grow a Church or Courage, How to Make This Life Count. Third, Support the program financially by clicking the link in the show notes. Your tax-deductible gift will help me to get my next mission team off the ground. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no-regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day, and make this life count.